Hello, I'm Passive J, and this is Other Ground Live. My co-host Ryan has some of the things we'll be talking about today. We will be talking about things. Some of those things will be the coronavirus and anything else that pops up. Uh, as far as guests today, we have no one on the slate, but that doesn't mean we won't take any calls. So anyone listening that does have the balls to reveal their voice, feel free to do so at any point. That is um, correct. Looking we will be taking at, Looking at the last weekend, I'm kind of uh, disappointed in you, Jay. I, I found a, a news story out here uh, that's actually out in your neck of the woods, and you didn't bring it up to anyone. Any oh, idea what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm afraid to guess. So do you know where Deerfield is? Um, no, I don't, which makes me think it's probably northern Michigan. I have no idea where in Michigan, but I figured this would be something that you do every year. But apparently the coronavirus has shut down the testicle festival in Deerfield. No, you don't say. Apparently. Okay, now that is crime. That is a crime. It really is. Okay, now I need to do look stuff up. So speak for a second while I mute my microphone so you guys don't hear me typing. <laughs> so while he's typing and pulling this up, it seems that this is uh, something that's been going on for about 19 years. Uh, so there is literally a festival in Deerfield at the American Legion where you can uh, get some fried testicles, some fried gizzards, and uh, apparently get really drunk. So I, I figured this would be something that Jay would go to. Well, there's a couple problems with that. One, I don't really drink anymore. Uh, two, I don't really hunt. Oh, let's, let's see where we're looking here. Actually, I was incorrect. It is southern Michigan. It's actually south of me, for, uh, somewhere between Detroit and Toledo, pretty close to the uh, Michigan southern border. On the other hand, it is a town of 898 people, so apparently they needed something. Hey, apparently it's the thing to go do in Michigan in, in mid-March. So now that they're pushing it back, you have something to go do. Oh, good. I'm glad I got something looking forward to. Uh, have you ever eaten anything weird like that before? I don't necessarily think that weird. I've uh, had, obviously, like liver, that sort of thing. I think I have had some some heart here and there. But, uh, yeah, never the balls. Uh, yeah. Not, um, not knowingly. <laughs> Um, that's actually a, a serious statement. Uh, my uh, stepdad was quite the hunter and he, he liked all kinds of different game meats. And so I've tried all of the regular stuff like, you know, deer and bear, uh, you know, squirrel, whatever. Um, however, he, one year he, in a catalog, he managed to find some sort of like exotic game soups, stuff like alligator soup, uh, bison soup. Uh, so it wouldn't have surprised me if there wasn't balls mixed into one of those soups in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I don't know. I, I, so I wouldn't call bison that far out there. Like bison, that's some good meat. Right. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, we actually uh, serve buffalo at uh, burgers at the country club, and they're, they're very good. Uh, they, they, the only issue with them is they tend to fall apart a little bit. Uh, that just means whoever's cooking them doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, well, I'm going to guess that that's not the case where I work. <laughs> but if you think about it, so yeah, it's for anybody un, uncultured to bison, it's just very, very lean. So think about cooking, you know, just your average beef, but with it being so lean, it's very easy to overcook. And that's where you run into the issues. Ah, interesting. Oh, let's see. It looks like we have the normal cast of characters in our chat box. So I'm glad to see you guys here today. I didn't expect you guys to answer it. I was <laughs> oh, no, we're waiting um, for the answer. 
Yeah, but we always we always appreciate the support, and you, his, as Ryan mentioned, you guys are always more than welcome to call in. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess the first thing to talk about today is the obvious uh, elephant in the room, more coronavirus news. So is, what do you have for coronavirus? Not a lot new here. So I've been working from home since last week. Just got the word that's been extended for another couple weeks till April 10th, but still just every day for me. Uh, well, here in Michigan, they... they uh, installed a stay in place order uh, and closed all non-essential businesses, uh, which was not good news for me since apparently a country club is not considered essential business. So I'm going to be laid off until at least April 13th, which is not awesome. <laughs> oh, hey, worst comes to worst. Going back to yesterday, you know, you could go work from GameStop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they're going to stay open for anything. Sorry about that. Uh, I had to get a little closer. My dog went in my lap and my dog gets everything it wants. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I I don't have any kids, so this is how I uh, how I cope with any of my maternal needs. Yeah, see, I, I just don't think I have that instinct. I have two dogs, but no, I, I don't treat them as small humans. Oh well, I don't treat her as a small human. I treat her better than I would a human. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so yeah, nothing. Yeah, so obviously that's not been a good thing, uh, and I've been hearing from you know all all kinds of local people. Uh, about how much that sucks ass. Uh, people are panicking way more than they should, though, because you know uh, essential businesses are still open. So the grocery stores and the gas stations and things like that are still open. Uh, some of the surprising things that are still open, they consider dry cleaning an essential business, for example. Yeah, see, some of those decisions make absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, but you know, they're like, oh, grocery stores are essential. Uh, you know, I'm like, that makes sense. They're like, gas stations are essential. I'm like, that makes sense. They're like, liquor stores are essential. I'm like, that actually makes sense. <laughs> My wife said something about that being weird. I'm like, you go ahead and try to close the liquor stores and see how non-essential they are. Oh, same thing with the uh, the dispensaries out there in the states that that's legal. I think that was actually in the chat there too. But apparently, I didn't like see in California, it's still open. Uh, Massachusetts, still open. I don't know about other states, but I assume right they're the same. I would assume so. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, I haven't looked at over the details too much. It just came out earlier today. But I would assume the dispensaries are still open. Um, <clears throat> although, although I did get a delivery today, and I know that they weren't sure if they were going to be able to do deliveries anymore. So. Apparently neither than anybody else because the guy said they got a crap load of orders as soon as that thing came out. Yeah, I can bet. That's yeah. You know, so the first yeah. things to have a run on it besides you know toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. I need my drugs. <laughs> Which is you know, but it, you know, but it doesn't surprise me because you know there are a lot of recreational users out there, but there are some people that legitimately need that. So you can't really close the dispensaries because you screw over some people that are in dire straits in the first place. Well, even beyond the people that need it, yeah, just the people using recreationally. Like, I'm sorry, I would rather have a bunch of people hunkered in their home, super high, than super drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because super drunk people don't stay in their homes. Well, they don't stay in their homes, and generally, they're not in the the best of moods. I've never, you know, run into the guy that's super high that you know wants to start a fight. It's just not a thing. Yeah, yeah, man. It's you ever heard about a whole bunch of people getting high and robbing a bank? That just doesn't happen. It's like, well, yeah, man. I, if you ever played like GTA Five, yeah, that that's the way they rob the bank. They get super yeah. baked. They log in. They play some video games. I could, yeah, you never hear that. You're like, hey, man, let's rob this bank. Oh, man, dude, maybe after the show's over. <laughs> yeah. But what are you going to do? 
Exactly. So any other, well, actually another coronavirus update. So it seems they have postponed the Olympics. Oh, Jesus. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's so not ridiculous, but it, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, anyone who's trying to call in, unless I have it set wrong, it doesn't make any noise. Uh, so I have, uh, it's a little icon in the corner starts flashing and it's actually not in the direction that I'm looking currently. So I have to glance over every once in a while to make sure see if you're getting a phone call. So if you're getting, if you're calling in and I'm not answering, be patient. Also, sometimes when you're trying to call in, I'm all, uh, Ryan might be speaking or I might be speaking. So if Ryan's speaking, I'm going to try to give him a chance to finish up what his thoughts were before I mention that we have a caller. So be patient when you guys call in, I will get to you eventually. I promise. Yeah, so basically you're fucked if I'm talking because I, I tend to be a little long-winded. <laughs> like I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, just kind of crazy. I mean, you know, and that's one of the things that makes me feel bad because as much as it sucks for me financially, there are people that are having lifetime events fucked up on a daily basis. You know, these kids train for their entire life for the Olympics, and now it's delayed for like a whole year. You know how nutty that is? You know, they, you know, uh, some, and, and I know that sounds weird to be like, oh, well, they'll just have it next year. These guys train to be at a peak their entire lives at a certain time. Uh, tr- you know, it's going to throw all, all kinds of shit off for them. Oh, I, I guarantee if I were in their spot, I'd be pissed. Like, I can think back of at least when I had to, you know, consistently cut weight. And if you told me, you know, I was peaking for this one event and they're saying, Oh no, you just got to keep eating right and staying on weight for the next year. I would tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's hard enough for me just to do the basic stuff to stay in shape. I can't imagine focusing my entire life on one specific athletic event and have them say, yeah, by the way, we're totally changing that shit around. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. But I mean, uh, there's well, obviously much worse things going on than that, but like, yeah, I feel bad for those folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it affects everybody differently. Uh, you know, some people are going to uh, financially, some people socially, uh, some people medically, obviously, which are the ones we, you know, we don't really talk about because they're right now the smallest number of people. Um, but it was like we talked about the other day, you know, what's the trade off? Right, exactly. Eh, oh, well, yeah. So, well, that was my Corona news. Uh, and you said you don't really have anything else going around in your area. Uh, what else do we got to talk about? You know, we need to talk about this. Uh, it's been discussed for a long time on the forums and I've never said anything because I didn't want to cause trouble, but, uh, frames can suck my dick, dude. Really? (laughs) So you're officially a terrible person. I'm officially a terrible person. I, you know, I've used it before. I can see the allure of it, but it's so old school, so archaic. I honestly think non-frames work better, and it's and it's the reason why our forum doesn't work right. It's one hundred percent because you guys insist on keeping that shit around. Well, there's a few sides to that coin. Um, number one, forums, the the whole frames issue. That's the way it was when I joined back in what 2007. It's always worked okay. The reason it doesn't work that well now is the top men are not good at their job. Number two, the non-framed version is just a ton of extra white space, and it looks like shit. Oh wow! Now, uh-huh. Go ahead. Now, now going to what Chris was talking about as far as going as like an out of the box type of modern forum, if you will, I'm okay with that as long as there are good choices as far as 
you know, overlays or styles to the forum. So if we had like, say choices of like a dark background, something that just isn't an eyesore, then I'm good. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I can understand that, but all these people are like, that are complaining about, you know, the forum not working correctly are normally the same ones that don't want to give up on frames. The way I look at it is that's like having a 1954 car that you think looks really cool and you really like the AM radio and you don't want to give it up, but then you complain about every time the fucker breaks down. It breaks down because it's old and outdated and you refuse to give up on it. Yeah, but it doesn't help that we're taking it to, you know, a mechanic that only knows how to work on Hot Wheels. Damn it, Ray, you'll make a joke when I'm about to cough. <laughs> That's the general response to anything witty I say is silence, so I'm, I'm used to that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I, was, I had a bad, bad coughing fit. I think I've got the corona. I actually got something. You know, I've had a sore throat and the poopies for the last day or two. It's not been a fun time. So I don't think sore throat was one of the things. I thought it was like the dry cough, like bad fever. Yo, you know, no, I'm sure I don't have the coronavirus. You know, I'm, I'm a young, relatively young, relatively healthy person. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I have health issues, but not real big ones. You know, I'm not that concerned about all that shit. I'm I don't know. We were, about the we were talking to Pat and it sounded like you had one foot in the grave. <laughs> oh, you mean when I had to do that little run thing? Well, no, when we were talking to Pat and, you know, you, you can only see out of one eye. You can't ride a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, you never played yeah. basketball in your life. I mean, yeah well, yeah, well, no, well, I mean, you know, I was born blind in one eye. So, you know, it, does, it doesn't really bother me all that much. Depth perception is important, but you don't use it as much as you really think you do. Uh, depth, for one thing, depth perception is the only goes out about 10 feet or so. After that, you're using your knowledge of the various sizes of things in comparison to each other to figure out how far away things are. Uh, plus, when you lose an eye, you don't lose 50% of your vision. You lose about 30%. Uh, like, for example, close your eye and then move your hand across your field of vision and see when you actually lose, you know, vision of that uh, hand. It's way more than 50%. It's about, like I said, about 70%. So it doesn't affect me as much as you would think. That being said, it's not fun. I mean, no depth perception means I can't really catch things and I'm not really good at throwing things and that kind of stuff. And while I can drive a car, no problem. Parking, it's kind of, I try not to get get too close to things because you never know. It's okay. We're getting to the point that those things park themselves. So it'll be yeah, no, that that will be useful. <laughs> That's one of the one of the unspoken reasons why I own a little tiny car, just because it's a lot easier to park. Yeah, interestingly enough, I so I was blind for blind in one eye for about a week once, but that was due to like an elbow in the eye and it had completely swollen shut. Um, interesting thing with that though is I had a wrestling meet that week where I ended up getting poked in the other eye. So I have wrestled a match completely blind at one point in my life. Sadly, I didn't win. But yeah, that's <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine for someone that's new to it, rather than being born to it, it can be rather disconcerting. Um, well, the like one I wasn't too normal. bad. It was a. It's once that second one went, and you can't see anything but just a little bit of like light and shadow. Like that was the worrisome part. Right, which is how it is with my eye that I can't see out of. Uh, there, it's not completely useless. I can see light and shadow and movement. So if like like uh, if you walked past my field of vision with my left eye, I'd be able to tell that something moved past my field of vision, but I wouldn't be able to tell what it was or anything like that. 
So, so basically your one eye is just one of those Bigfoot hunters. Is what yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not working all that great. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I've, I've sometimes I've considered wearing a pirate patch just for giggles since I could get away with it. I'm just not sure if that's the fashion statement I want to go with. However, now I do have that big pirate scar too on my face. So the, uh, the patch things, you know, kind of has a little more appeal than it used to. Well, and we've seen your legs. They are skinny enough that you can just paint one wood and it oh, looks like you had a peg leg. Oh, come on. My wife thinks my oh, legs Oh, I go too far. Thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Let's see. What else do we got today? Uh, any of you fucks that are on the chat box want to uh, call in or should we move on to our next topic? Come on. Somebody has to have something to say about the forum and whether yeah. or not we leave frames behind. Oh, look at this. We got the Homelander calling in. Uh, Let's hope he doesn't kill us all with his eye beams. Yo, Jay and Ryan. Welcome, Welcome for Yeah. Hey, uh, Jay, what exactly did you expect to happen after you uh, posted that pizza from Domino's? Oh, my God. Okay, Excuse we're actually doing this. No, no, yeah, you sound I'm good. Doing it. Absolutely, I'm doing it. Oh, it's all a right. form, dog. Okay, well, when I first posted it on there, I just thought <laughs> it was out. a... <laughs> all right when i first posted the picture of the pizza i just thought it was a horrible pizza and that you guys thought it would be funny uh to see um and you know and since i had seen the name of the p uh, person making my pizza i th thought it made it even funnier so that's how that started i thought it would just be funny for you guys to check it out but a, a whole bunch of you said that i should be asking for a refund and this that and the other and i wasn't that worried about it but so Eventually, I just figured I'd go ahead and for, w w try to get a refund just to see how that goes. Um, they pretty much ignored me, this, that, and the other. So I figured, you know, it would be fun th thing for the OG to fuck with them on Twitter. So I posted on the OG, hey, they don't want to give me a re refund. Uh, let's fuck with them on Twitter, basically. And the OG didn't take it the right way. <laughs> they were in the impression that I was trying to get the person who made my pizza fired. Uh, I had never mentioned which store it was when I said, Hey, you know, let's fuck with them on Twitter. But obviously I had mentioned it on the, um, thread I'd made before that, because I posted a screenshot of who was making my pizza. And I think it showed the store thing, or I might've mentioned it on Twitter before that. So even though I never directly said, Hey, fuck with this Domino store, some people got the impression that that's what I wanted, which, which isn't, you know, I mean, yeah, that lady fucked up my pizza, but I don't want her to lose her job. I just thought it would be a fun time for the, the OG to mess with Domino's on Twitter. And, you know, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, but a lot, I feel like a lot of people just took it the wrong way. So the big question, and we have it in the chat too, did you eat the pizza? No, I did not. For one thing, <laughs> I was super busy that day. So it was about a half hour before I could even mess with the pizza and it looked horrible. And so I, you know, I just said the fuck with it. Yeah. There was, there was almost no cheese on it. You know, almost, it, it was a, I mean, you, I, if you've seen the pizza, you know, it's not, it wasn't worth eating. Hey, I've seen that picture and that is not the worst pizza I've seen. Really? <laughs> wow. Now, see, I, I've had an even worse delivery experience with pizza. And this goes back probably 15, 16 years by now. Um, but a bunch of us were hanging around one night and it was relatively late. We had a couple of pizza places that stayed open until, you know, the 2, 3 a.m. So we were all a bit inebriated. Uh, so went ahead and called the local pizza place and the call probably went something along the lines of, you know, uh, can I just get like, oh, fuck, just give me like a pepperoni pizza. 
And about 30 minutes pass by. They come bring the pizza. No cheese, no sauce. So it was basically a cracker with fucking pepperonis on it. <laughs> they had to have been fucking with you at that point. I'm sure they did. So they ended up giving a call back and they actually just made another pizza and brought it out. But I think it was probably somebody pissed off at their job that night and having to deal with the drunken asshole ordering a pizza, you know, like one fifty-five in the morning. Oh. Uh, so that's what we got. We got our, our cracker with, with pepperoni. <laughs> and, and we I ate mean, that too. And, I, and I've had bad pizzas before, but most of them were just like bad because they're bad from the source, like, you know, a pizza from a party store or something like that. But that one was the first time that it seemed almost intentionally bad, you know, almost no cheese on it. It wasn't even cut correctly. <laughs> like the cuts were all completely off. So there's like one little tiny piece and three or four you know, regular pieces, then one big ass piece. You know, it's like zero effort was put into that pizza. Although, I mean, if it would happen today, we couldn't say anything because these people are essential retail heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we. I, well, and it's weird how many how people feel about that. Some people are are you know happy to be at work, you know, and other people are very happy that they're considered uh, very unhappy that they're considered essential and want don't want to work. It's very it's very very much from person to person. I've noticed. Yeah, I see some of that around here, but like, so there are definitely some some local restaurants around this area, and I'm going to end up coming out of this whole like quarantine thing like 10, 15 pounds fatter than I should be because I just, I'm ordering from these people because I know not many people are, and I figure even if they deliver and end up getting me sick, like I'm not going to get anyone else sick. So screw it. Let's try to maybe, you know, give them a little bit of business. Right, right. Yeah, my uh, we order in occasionally. It's, you know, we try not to too much because obviously it's not too cheap. Uh, but my wife's got me doing ridiculous precautions now. Um, you know, like, uh, for example, I, I mentioned I got a delivery today. So I had to give him my credit card for him to run it. And then, you know, he, he gives it to me in like a bag. So I go inside, rip open the bag, dump out the product with you. <laughs> Without without touching it, throw the bag away, wash my hands and the credit card, <laughs> and then and then put the credit card away. So, what do you think about these uh, whole no contact delivery options that came up with? This is like would, the introvert's dream. Is now this is an option when you order things to be delivered? Oh, it, and it's perfect for me. I hate going outside. I mean, it's this has really been no hardship to me, other than the fact that I'd like to go to work. I mean, uh, like I don't go out to bars or any places like that. And, uh, you know, half the time I make my wife get deliveries because I don't want to see people at the door. Yeah. So now you can just click that extra button and they'll just leave it there, ring the doorbell and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And last time we ordered off of like, uh, I think it was dine, dine and dash or something like that. It, the standard option all of a sudden was leave at the front porch. Like if you did nothing, that's what they were going to do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, let's see. Well, is it time for to tell that story? I have no, no idea what story you're talking about, but I will hand you the floor. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, folks, today we're going to talk about poop. Specifically, other people's poop and how it ended up on you. When I was mm, 16, I think it was, uh, my brother had just graduated from basic training. Uh, we lived in Michigan, and his basic training was in South Carolina, I believe. So my mom and I took a bus down to see him. 
And that was great. You know, might have been even been Georgia, but that's not important. So that was great. We got to visit him for a day or two, got walked around, saw things, saw him graduate, did all this walk across, you know, marchy thing and all that good stuff. And then we got on the bus to go home. It was, you know, I want to say a day, day and a half bus ride, something like that. Maybe even two days because uh, buses don't go fast. So we were, you know, it was probably six, seven o'clock at night, maybe even eight or nine. And we're heading back. Bus is about half full. Uh, I'm sitting by myself. My mom's in the seat behind me lying down. And I'm in the middle seat because I like my space on the other side of me. Uh, I look over to my left and there's a young lady uh, and a baby traveling someplace. Uh, pretty black woman, probably 28, 29, maybe 30. I don't know. Um, sitting with a baby. And at some point, uh, the baby must have pooped or something or peed or whatever because she goes to change the baby. You know, and it's kicking, and, and she's working, taking the diaper off. And I actually think to myself, you know, it'd be pretty funny if that baby pooped right now. God heard me, and he agreed. Because the next thing I heard was this sound. It was kind of like, like, I, I, like if you took an air hose and sprayed it through mud. I looked over and there's this greenish, greenish, grayish, black mass flying toward me. It flew across the aisle. It flew across the seat beside me, hitting me, going past me and hitting the window of the bus. This baby must be an Olympic athlete someplace because it was an incredible feat. I am now covered in liquid baby poop. Um... I sat there in amazement for a couple seconds, uh, and then the smell hit me. Uh, Scratch being an Olympic athlete, that baby was clearly about to die. Um, The lady was very, very upset. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, let me give you my last last wet wipe. Well, obviously, her last wet wipe's not going to do me any good. This is like a hazmat situation at this point. So I rushed back to the bathroom, which is where I discover they're out of paper towels, and they're out of toilet paper. I have nothing to clean this off of me. Um, I go back out of the bathroom and there's been a mass exodus to the front of the bus. Um, I can now have all the space I could ever desire as long as I stay in the back couple rows because there's going to be a beating if I go any farther up. Um, and this goes on for about three hours until we hit our next bus stop. Uh, now, there is a very strict Greyhound policy. You are not allowed to access your luggage during the trip. You get your luggage back when you get off the bus at the end. Uh, this Greyhound bus driver broke that very strict regulation <laughs> and let me get in and get some clothes. Uh, thank God. But that was a rough three hours. And that, so, is how, and that is my story about how a complete stranger pooped on me. So they actually made you sit there with shit on you for three hours before they would let you into your own luggage? Yeah, well, he could he can pull over on the side of the road. I mean, you know, there's regulations oh, the and there's regulations. Oh, trust me, I was all for it, and pretty much so was everybody on the bus. But <laughs> yeah, no, he still had he still waited till we got to the next bus stop. I mean, at least he let me get to my luggage. Then he wasn't supposed to. You know, you just completely missed your McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit moment, right? <laughs> Greyhound maybe sitting poop for three hours. Exactly. You could you could have bought all of the Wookie costumes on Earth with that story in a court of law. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's my worst poop experience. How about you? Have you ever been pooped on by somebody? I mean, besides I've like yoke. You know, yeah, I've never been directly pooped on. I think the worst that I've had happen. Uh, so I think this would have been freshman year of high school. So this was at a wrestling tournament, and I'm not sure you know you, you know much about like high school wrestling is. For the most part, the athletes haven't figured out weight cutting yet. So all of us would just go and just not eat anything and hop in plastics and weigh in and then completely gorge ourselves on food, right? So we would get at a tournament, and this was a Saturday tournament. Got there, weighed in at about 8 o'clock. First matches were somewhere around like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. So as a freshman... I was wrestling in the 215 weight class. So to give you an idea of kind of where they were, this was the first year that they had a 215, but it went 189, 215, and then heavyweight. And if you think about freshmen in high school, generally the 215ers are, and the heavyweights as well, are kind of pudgy little bastards. I was cutting down from about 260 from football season. Regardless, I end up matched up against this kid. He was definitely cutting down to 215, but not because he had like, you know, a lot of, of body mass there. He was just a pudgy kid. Right, right. So I, so I take this kid down with this hard double and go right into his stomach. And you just hear this wince of pain come from him. And then the smell came. Oh, it just no. so happened that his school singlet was this light silver with like green trim. And when he immediately stood up and started, started crying, you just saw this entire brown spot on the back of his singlet, a puddle on the mat and just these terrible brown streaks going down. His oh, leg. that's gotta be horrible, man. You know, how it is when you're a freshman in high school, Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, so and that was a relatively large meet. There was probably like three or four hundred people there, and that was his wow. introduction to high school wrestling. Luckily, I didn't get any on me, and <laughs> yeah, also, no luckily enough, right there they just gave me the you know the DQ win. But that also ended up you know pushing back that tournament probably about a half an hour because they had to get out there and disinfect the mat and wait for it to dry, and take care of this you know poor shit kid. Oh, and his man. emotional problems. Well, there we go. At least we have our own, everyone should have a poop story. And everyone probably does because life is shitty. It is, especially yeah. in this shitty time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, let's see. Let me look at the note I sent you. I knew we had other stuff to talk about, or maybe we didn't. Maybe it's going to be a half hour show today. <laughs> if not, we have people here. So, so what should we be talking about? You guys are going on in the, in the chat room. And apparently not shit. <laughs> apparently not shit. Oh, look, we have a call. We awesome. let's uh, one moment, please. Hello, caller. Hey guys, it's Mike Grad One. Hey Mike, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Good I just to see you. Call and, yeah, yeah. I just want to call and shoot the shit with you guys a little bit. Uh, yeah, so Jay, I guess uh, Michigan was, uh, you guys are locked down, eh? I guess today. Yes, sir. Uh, all in non essential businesses. Uh, and as I had mentioned, that's uh, quite the list of places. 
Yeah, I think it's here in Canada, Ontario. Same thing's going to happen tomorrow. So yeah, I was just. Are you are you in a position where you'd be okay with that? Oh yeah, I think as I'm working from home and that there's no issue at all with that. But uh, yeah, fuck, things are getting crazy out there, man. Yeah, yeah. So Mike, well, how so do you yeah, feel? Just, uh, so how do you well, feel about causing the uh, the Olympics to get postponed? I heard Canada stood up and said, "Hey, we're uh, not going." Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. Ah, uh, you know what though? To be honest, uh, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Why, why, why risk it? Right? I guess initially, a few weeks ago, they were saying it was gonna be potentially postponed to the end of the year, anyways. Right? That was on the table. So, yeah. Uh, fuck, it's, again, it's uh, yeah, you know, it's no sports are on this and that. It's kind of and more or less everybody's got to stay inside their house and crazy times, obviously. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And you know. And I, like I said, I feel really bad for those Olympic people. And but wasn't it? It was supposed to be this summer. Well, I mean, when was the first yeah. event supposed to be? It was uh, in Japan, I guess. Right this summer, uh, I think what June. All oh, right. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that yeah, I, yeah. I get. Yeah, I guess if there's it's up in the air, you have to decide that early. Yeah, you, you can't wait until like you know, the end of May or something. I suppose. Well, and yeah. I think part of the problem is like so. This is kind of the thick time as far as all of the qualification goes. Oh. So, like, you can't even figure yeah. out who exactly is supposed to be going in, you know, two months to be able to even fill it out. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to call us, get this uh, podcast going. I know a whole bunch of guys are posting, but I'm hoping the other OGers do call in. Guys, don't be shy. You know, let's fucking call in, shoot the shit, you know, how your day was, and uh, just the general consensus of uh, what you guys are doing on a day-to-day basis, right, with all – of the shutdowns going on and what have you. If you guys want to ask me any questions, good, bad, and different about Canada, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We want to. We want to hear you guys there. are doing. We want. We want to hear how you guys are dealing with uh, this virus stuff, being locked in, with the fact that there's no sports, with the fact that you have to listen to us every single day now. You know, so call in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one question for you is I uh, saw it a couple times in the chat there. Um, sure. but I know you're saying that you're working from home, but are your uh, construction workers considered essential? Or are they still out there? No, no. Some, uh, I work, I, I'm an engineer in the automotive industry. Somebody's fucking around, I guess, Andy. Um, but yeah, this is uh, really unprecedented as well. I've never seen, um, engineers work remotely from home and, uh, yeah, this is crazy. I've talked to guys that have got 30, 40 years experience and they told me themselves they haven't seen anything like this. So uh, again, this is just unreal. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it is surprising how many people are able to work from home. I mean, I see it over and over again. Oh, I'll be okay. I'm working from home. Why aren't all these people working from home in the first place? Well, and I think part we'll of that, that is going to be some, part of that be sorry, some of what will. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. no. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So all I'm really saying about that is I, I think we're probably going to get to the point where, you know, the the situation that we're in forces the innovation for that sort of thing. Um, I know my company in particular. So just, you know, downtown kind of in the campus that I work, we had somewhere between five and six thousand employees and they were all in the office and we were able to transfer that to fully remote over the course of like two days. So like business wow. can do this. And at some point, there's going to be, you know, the, the actual savings of no longer having to have so many, you know, standalone buildings and paying that upkeep to where we can have folks telecommute. And I, I think that can be, you know, a viable thing for some of these companies. But 
There's also industries that it makes no sense for. So, hey, we'll see. It, right? It, yeah, right. I agree. But at the same time, you got to watch it because I think what companies are doing, especially, you know, obviously the IT departments, they're actually they're, they're obviously monitoring value added versus non-value added activities going on. So they're going to have that excuse to say, hey, let's cut 10% of the workforce because based on the data we see tracking X, Y, and Z working uh, remotely, X is not doing shit compared to Y and Z. You know what I'm saying? So again, these are, you know, what are they going to do with this data? Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying working remotely, but obviously face-to-face meetings are more efficient and effective versus remote meetings via WebEx or Skype or whatever, right? So yeah, well, I'm I, guess on that. I guess that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, I know so. personally, so like my calendar, like what I do, so... For those that don't know what I do, it, number one, it's boring as hell, um, but I direct the third-party data strategy for an insurance company. So essentially what I do every day is I sit in a bunch of meetings and ask a bunch of dumb questions that people didn't think of. So I'm with you. Like I am far less efficient sitting here in my office in my home versus sitting in an office in person where I can look someone in the eyes and say, hey, this is stupid. Right. Yeah, but that, at the same time, for me, the commute, like I commute about two hours a day, so an hour over there, hour back. So I do save that two hours, and I'm not – for me, I'll work for, till 5, 6, 7 o'clock. I won't even know, hey, it's 6, 30, 7 o'clock, whereas at the office, I'm usually gone, you know, by four thirty five type of thing. So I don't know. Um, I, I think there is a lot of positives with working remotely as well as obviously the negatives with you're, you're not doing the face-to-face – interactions and what have you right so well hey right whereabouts in england do you uh, you said you're you li- you're originally from iowa right but where where do you live you're, you're the east coast somewhere or what yep i'm up in new england now i am in nice. connecticut so i'm basically like right between boston and new york so luckily nothing's gotten crazy here yet also oh, the coronavirus thing you guys are okay relative to the numbers there and that or what yeah, so a couple towns here, there's been a little bit, but it's nowhere near any of like, the big cities. Like We don't have any like you know multiple million inhabitant cities here. All right. Um, yeah, if you guys got any questions, either you guys or the OG about Canada or whatever, or somebody posted Faith No More Sucks, fuck you, they're the best. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm a huge Faith No More fan. But yeah, anything if you guys want to ask, just to you know, shoot the shit a little bit. Uh, and guys, the OG, please call in. Don't be afraid. Again, we're here to shoot the shit a little bit and pass some time and hopefully learn a, learn a little bit from each other, right? So, yes, yes, sir. That is correct. So interestingly enough, I'm actually helping build an insurance product for Canada. So we've actually been working with some folks that we have up there. I think mainly they're closer to Toronto. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, that's been interesting just kind of seeing the the difference between the states and in Canada when it comes to some of your guys' regulations and like and how different some of your provinces are. Like in the US, we're used to obviously just all of the states and there's not a lot of difference between Canada or from I'm sorry, California to Iowa to Texas to New York other than an accent where it seems like in Canada, there's a pretty distinct difference when you get to some of the provinces. Is, is that true? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So uh, there's a show, uh, Let, uh, Letter Kenny. 
that's kind of an extreme. Um, again, yeah, they, it depends on what parts of Canada you go to. So the more north you go towards Quebec, obviously you got a lot of people that speak that that have spoken that are bilingual, spoke that speak French. So they'll get a little bit of a French accent. Uh, but yeah, it, it does vary. It varies from uh, Canada is a huge country, obviously, but um, yeah, it does vary from province to province. So. Well, what has always uh, cracked me up is uh, I live in the Detroit area, obviously. And so I meet Canadians on a fairly regular basis. And sometimes I'll meet ca- Canadians that live basically on the other side of the Detroit River from me with right. extremely different accents than I have. And, and it's just so strange. I'm like, dude, you live like 12 miles from me. How can your accent be so completely different? But they are. It's, yeah. You know, and, and like you said, guess- just, like, just like America, Canada, Canada's got a bazillion different accents, too. Exactly. I think, yeah, uh, so uh, ethnic group wise, depends what area you live, but yeah, different ethnic groups that, you know, have come and kind of settle into certain areas. So they, with their uh, mother tongue, kind of bring in their language and then modify it with the English language. And obviously, accents are born that way, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I always enjoy telling Canadians that I, that I'm a big fan of my southern neighbors. Ah, South Detroit, but, right? Windsor. Exactly. Yeah. People are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, hey, man, you know, I live uh, north of Canada, so I don't know what to tell you. They're like, what do you mean? I go, well, dude, when I go to Canada, I drive south. So, yeah. so that's, you know, so technically I live north of Canada, geographically speaking. <laughs> so, uh, OG, oh, the guy's on. Are you guys going to call in or what? Let's get a little more person to call in, shoot the shit a little bit and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We try to make these shows about an hour. So we've got a little more than 15 minutes yeah. left. So I'm sure you guys, you guys don't want to just hear me, right? Exactly. If you guys got something else planned, I get. I just wanted to call and shoot the shake, try to get these other guys to call in. But uh, yeah, uh, we always welcome a third voice. So yeah, we yeah. And, so, and someone's talking about the the people that are unhappy about the uh, podcast. Of course, they can call in. I'm more than welcome to it. As I mentioned before, I don't think fighting is much of a fan of mine, but I don't have nothing against the guy. He's more than welcome to call in. If he's good, he can be a co-host. You know, I don't. Well, I don't give. I don't you care. Know, Exactly, it's the OG. We all have different opinions. Sometimes we break each other's balls. We'll break it, but we break each other's balls a lot, and there's a lot of indifference. But in in the end, whatever you know. And I, I've actually posted on that, that uh, on a few on a few threads for fighting the call in. I go, listen, dude, fucking call in if you got you know you got a gripe. Ryan could uh, moderate that. You guys, you and uh, Jay, go at it and whatever you know. But he hasn't yeah. called in, obviously. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, no big deal one way or another. I'm sure, like like I said, if he's good, he, he'll make his own podcast and he'll be successful, and that'll be the end of that. Well, I think the interesting thing, we're finding this out, right? So on you know, the forums or on YouTube or on Twitter, there's a lot of very, very opinionated people. Right. And when you actually have to, you know, use your voice and actually speak to someone virtually face-to-face, a lot of people get real quiet. And it's interesting those that do. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I think part of the thing is uh, I've been on the OG for a while and I've been hawking that I have a, uh, do voiceovers for extra money and things like that. And that I've had podcasts. I don't think many people actually listen to them. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I've been using my voice to make a living almost my entire life uh, in between customer service jobs, uh, radio jobs when I was younger, uh, haven't helped me telemarketing jobs. Uh, that's what I do. I talk for a living. That's all the only ta- talent that I have. So I'd like to hope to think I'm at least okay at it. Yeah. Hey, you see, with me, be... Go ahead, go ahead but, Ryan. 
I was going to say with me, I, I'm kind of exactly the opposite, right? I'm good at picking heavy things up, putting them down, and drinking White Claws. That's about it. Well, there you go. We compliment each other. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, though, the thing is, if you're able to speak like this, especially with uh, people that you don't know, that it, it kind of helps you career-wise as well, I think, anyway. So just getting that experience of not, not giving a shit and just, hey, fuck, you know, just talk to strangers, oh. I guess, is probably one of the hardest things to do, right? So... Yeah, yes, it is. And, you know, um, that's one of the reasons why I first started doing podcasting way back in the day is because I had wanted to be a radio DJ and that hadn't been working out for me. And I thought this might be a way just to keep my voice trained. You know, that's also why I started doing telemarketing in the first place. I figure speaking all the time could never be bad for your voice career, no matter which where it ends up, so to speak. Oh, definitely. So uh, do you guys know whether or not the uh, is the UFC still on Ferguson against Khabib or? Have you guys heard anything different or what? I'm afraid to look at, for news on that. It's it's that fight's been so jinxed, and I want it to happen so bad. Uh, sometimes I think the coronavirus was directly created to stop that fight. So yeah, from what but I've I think, heard, go ahead, right? Go ahead. Yeah. So from what I've heard, it's not officially off. Like it's not one that they've officially canceled. And this, I, I was kind of talking about this, you know, the other day, even when Pat was on, is. Like, I don't see a reason to cancel, especially that one, of the fact that we have all these things in places and in many states saying, you know, you can't have more than 10 people assembled. You can have a fight with less than 10 people. Limit your corners to one corner per fighter. You've got two fighters. You've got a ref. You're only looking at five people there. You have three judges. That only brings you to eight. You got a ringside doctor that brings you to nine. You're still under the 10. We can still watch it. And just think of the ratings that thing would get. Everyone wants to see the fight already. Add on oh, to the fact that right. none of us have seen live sports in weeks. Like that thing's getting a million buys. Oh, I'm sorry. If I was going to do it, I, I'd, do, I'd take it a step farther and do it like mafia style. Rent a large yacht, put a ring on it, take it out to international waters. Dude, you know, how, you know how over the top amazing that would be? People would go nuts. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think it, it, overall, I think it's going to be a good fight. I'm not sure who's going to win it. Ferguson's just fucking amazing. And obviously, Khabib's a legend, too. So I guess a couple of guys are saying that uh, this is the wrong forum or wrong po- podcast assholes. So I guess we should <laughs> switch yeah. the uh, topic here. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, obviously, almost all of us are MMA fans, but that's not really what the focus of this show is. There's no, nothing wrong with hitting it every once in a while, but that's not going to be our main shtick, so to speak. Exactly. It's about anything and everything, right? That's why I want these guys or anybody to call in, right? Just like shoot the shit about whatever you guys want to shoot the shit about, you know, the subject of the day, what you did, whatever. Fuck, you know, we'll argue about bands, we'll argue about whatever, right? Or even just yeah. discuss, right? So Yeah. I mean, this isn't going to be one of those, oh my God, amazing shows. This is going to be the show that's here for you every day where you're friends to talk to, to hear what you guys have to say and let you know about our thoughts. So, you know, some days we're going to have amazing, exciting shows, and some days it's just going to be us shooting the shit with you. Exactly. And, and, and so I, what, I, excuse me. Um, so I did talk to Pat after the podcast, and he said he had a blast. He had a great time, and he definitely goes, Yeah, just let me know whether or not you guys want me to come back on in the future. So that's obviously a good thing. But he did have a blast, and he says that, uh, he holds like the underground. Obviously, he used to post there every so often in the past, and uh, yeah, so he had a blast, and he's definitely looking forward to uh, coming back on. So, 
Yeah, that's awesome. And in addition to him being a great guest, he actually gives the podcast a little weight. So if I want to try to get other guests on, I can say, oh, by the way, Pat was on. So obviously we have to be at least a little legit. Oh, yeah. And Pat's got a lot of followers as well. And a couple of guys that he could talk to, you know, if we can, uh, whatever. Anyways, we'll see what happens in the future. But yeah, so Pat more or less does a pop, at least one podcast a day, either on his own or on other podcast or other sites, right? So, but yeah, like I said, he's geeked. Right. He that was awesome. he, he's willing to come back. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and that's how podcasts work. It's uh, all about word of mouth. You know, you'll have not very many followers right up until you like you hit that virus point and then all of a sudden you'll blow up. Uh, I've seen it happen for a couple of other podcasts. So hopefully uh, we'll get enough people uh, to make this a sustainable thing. So I guess how many OGRs years do we have right now? Is it 20 guys, 20 people live, right? Yeah. 20 live. Yeah. Yeah. We had about 46 totals, which is not a bad bad for for people popping in and out. Hey, what are you fuckers going to call it or what? Come on. Guess not, eh? Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to know where Kevin Barber's is. He said he was gonna uh, check out, check it out, and call in. Oh, oh, oh! We have a caller. One moment, there please. There we go. Let's do it. <clears throat> Hello, caller. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm excited to kind of tune in. I'm I'm kind of fairly new to Podbean, but I've uh, already encountered a few um, interesting uh, personalities uh, on this, and I just had a lot of fun meeting different like communities i guess and uh i like that you guys are just shooting the shit and just being natural about everything so that's very yeah, welcome cool. brother welcome welcome so are you yeah. from the other ground or did you just find them ra- find us randomly on podbeam i randomly found you on podbeam uh because i've the thing is is um my brother and i about six weeks ago started doing a podcast but we do it published and we were doing it on buzzsprout and um he was recently sent to georgia on a trip and we have been practicing, um, uh, you know, isolation due to everything that's happened. Uh, you know, he was in the airports and all that stuff. And um, I called him the other day and he goes, hey, what's up, man? He's like, you still want me to come over and help you, you know, load some stuff that, that I had asked him for like a few weeks ago? And he goes, and I was like, no, man, just stay the hell away from me. I was like, I love you, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you like, you know, 10 or 14 days and then and then we can, we can hang out again. And... Uh, but the funny thing is, you know, we generated enough content to basically, you know, still put out stuff for the next few weeks. But we had already contemplated uh, different formats. And um, coming on to Podbean has been a blessing because I love the fact that um, it has um, the ability to just attract random people like myself falling into y'all's podcast right now. And um you never know, you know, sometimes you can just listen to someone for like two, three minutes and you right away, you know, those are the kind of people you would like to interact with and mingle with. And with all this social distancing thing, it's great to talk to strangers, you know, in a time where, where people don't necessarily feel the most comfortable leaving their house or, you know, interacting in the same ways they used to before. So, yeah, very true. And it, it is a very useful, uh, uh, platform uh, we just discovered it you know our, ourselves last week we're a fairly new podcast and i'm just amazed by how simple it is uh how many how functional it is the ability to get multiple people on it from across the country on it at the same time uh, i've been podcasting for quite a long time and this is really impressive to me it really is yeah and well i'm new to it as well like i said and and the weird thing is um i've been so fascinated with it that i've kind of like stayed up um doing 
with uh, you know doing different things with with Podbean um, and tuning into different channels. Um, I've also been utilizing Zoom a lot lately. Um, I just paid for like a pro subscription to that to start um, having some video interaction. Um, but the funny thing is, is that um, I realized that. Uh, because I tune in so late most of the time to different podcasts, um, you get a lot of people like from India and other parts of the world that are just now going to work at, you know, like three, four in the morning for us here, at least if you guys are in the U.S. Um, and it's a very fascinating thing. You get people that get on uh, just to practice their English. You know, you get people that are on to uh, actually contribute and they're curious, you know, what's going on in other parts of the world with everything and the pandemic. Um, and then you get people who you can just tell that um, they probably are just socially awkward and this is a good way for them to, to get out and meet people and not have to worry about, you know, all the other stresses and anxiety they deal with. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it is pretty amazing. How, yep. Yeah, it's interesting how quarantined we can be, but yet like how connected we can all be at the same time. So that's awesome that you definitely found us. Uh, I would say that we are somewhat of a good community. Uh, you may have missed some interesting poop stories, but uh, we're glad to have you on. Yeah, Rich, just to give you a little background. So uh, we uh, we kind of uh, we belong to a mixed martial arts type of website. I guess we're all members. And uh, so the podcast is just discussing anything really MMA wise or non MMA wise type thing in that. So I'm not sure if you knew that, but now you know. Yeah, no, and that's actually and that's actually a fun thing too because uh, um, I'm a big fan of MMA. Not not as probably as big a fan as you guys are. Um, I don't keep up with certain things. I kind of caught the back end of you guys talking about a fight. You know, wondering if it was going to be canceled and whatnot. Um, and I even kind of made some points in the chat. But um, yeah, I, I love I love MMA, and it's and it's and it's funny because um, you said two things that kind of brought two like oddly separate stories to mind uh one you were talking about poop and i was like oh man i got some poop stories <laughs> i don't know if you guys want to hear them um and the other thing is uh the mma uh thing i i used to be in the marine corps and we had what was called mcmath it was the marine corps martial arts program and um people who are really really um practitioners of different martial arts might assume that it's you know bs um, and, and in some ways it is because it's it's meant to be uh, tactical. You know, it's meant to be uh, suited for um, people, if, you know, if they're maybe patrolling, carrying a rifle or different things. It's not your regular uh, environmental training or, you know, maybe self-defense that you would experience out on the street. Um, but it's, it's funny because um, uh, over the last 15 years, once I did get out, I turned uh, into a professional dancer. That's what I do. And I recently had an MMA guy come to me to take dance lessons because uh, his coach was telling him that he needed to work on his rhythm. And obviously, it's not necessarily the same thing. He knows that. He wasn't that naive. And he's actually been doing really, really well locally in Texas. Um, and so he's, he's definitely a, a very talented individual. But the funny thing is um, he, he kind of just, it was one of those curiosity things. Like, I wonder if anything about dancing will help me with my martial arts kind of thing. I think that's, that was oh, a definitely. And the funny oh. thing is, is um, because I have some kind of training, just some, um, you know, it, it, it was enough for me to correlate a lot of different things, you know, like uh, 
you know, a horse stance. A horse stance is meant to be uh, a very strong, stable stance. Um, and you guys know, like in MMA, if someone was trying to, you know, do a takedown, you'd probably spread your legs. You'd probably, you know, shoot them back out from underneath you. There's certain things that you would do, but typically, um, you never want to get caught, uh, basically just like standing on one foot, right? It's not very stable. Uh, but for dancers, it's the opposite, the complete opposite. Um, if you have all your weight on both of your legs, that means that you don't have um, one leg completely available. Both of them are your support at that time. And that's why people struggle to actually um, dance. It's not they're not coordinated. They're just so used to uh, depending on their normal balance, which is usually distributed between like two feet. So anyways, it's funny. He had to basically learn to, to always have his weight on one part of his uh, – you know, body, and it was a it was a epiphany for him. Well, so. I just learned something. Well, there you go. <laughs> it, we it actually very cool. those lines. You're a marine, man. I, I, much respect to you, obviously, as you know, being a marine and what have you. But yeah, I'm sorry, right? Go ahead. Yeah. So along those lines, actually, you make a really good point. So, like, uh, I don't know if you guys follow boxing at all, but uh, Vasily Lomachenko, uh, really great fighter generally known as having the best footwork in boxing, he actually took time away from the sport and got classically trained in dance. So exactly what you're saying with that mixed martial arts fighter, like some of the best athletes in the world do the same thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Right. How many, how many years ago was that, uh, right? Cause I remember reading about, it was like, what it was about a boxer that uh, did some uh, professional dancing in that. I, how many years ago was that? Because I'm pretty sure I read about that or watched a YouTube video or whatever. Yeah, so he's still fighting. Um, so his last okay. fight was uh, August 31st of 2019. Uh, so yeah, if you just look up uh, Lomachenko, L-O-M-A-Chenko. Yes, okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, it'll give you a little bit of background on that guy. Interesting. All right. Uh, well, okay. Rich is out of here. Well, we want to thank you for calling in and thank you for your service. Obviously we you know, always appreciate our armed service members. Uh, looking at the time, it seems like it's about to, uh, time to wrap it up. Um, Ryan, you got anything you want to cover before we get out of here? Uh, what you Mike? No, but I'm all set. Like I said, I just wanted to call and shoot the shit, try to get some other old years to call in. But again, you guys are doing a fabulous job and, uh, yeah, you guys are really gelling more and more as the podcast have, you know, obviously more and more podcasts you do, you guys are gelling more better, I guess. So yeah, excellent job guys. Excellent job. Well, thank you, Mike. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. How about All you, right, Ryan? Anything else? You... Yeah. So I think the only thing I have is, uh, so yeah, we are three, four days in, uh, coming into Tuesday. So that means everybody got Monday out of the way. And I expect at least one of you knuckle draggers to call in and take over the content for idiots like me. So do that. Bad. tomorrow. That's right. Yep. Until then, we will see you tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Passive J, and this has been the Other Ground Live podcast. And I'm the other guy. And he's the other guy. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>